0: Hey, welcome back once again to Truth Unbound. I'm Walter Swaim, and here at Truth Unbound, remember, we take the issues that are happening in society and the church or questions about God and Christianity, and we let God give us the answers through his word plainly read and understood. Now, for today, here's a question. What does David of the Bible, of the Old Testament, the one who as a teenager took on the evil pagan giant Goliath, the guy who became Israel's most famous and celebrated king, what is it about him that disproves the teaching that exists among many Christian leaders today called Calvinism? Uh, There's thousands of years in between them, and Calvinism wasn't even thought of back then. So how could anything he did or in his lifetime have anything to do or disprove Calvinism? That's what we're going to find out right now. Okay, so the question once again is What does anything with David of the Bible have have to do with disproving today's modern theological posture for some called Calvinism? Well, first of all, Calvinism is the teaching by some that God basically chooses some people to go to heaven and the rest to hell, even before they're born, even before they can make a decision for Christ or even hear the gospel. Now, the Bible tells us that King Saul wanted to kill David because he saw him as a threat to his throne because he knew that God had already chosen David to be the next king of Israel. And David fled from Saul's presence to save his life, to preserve his life, numerous times. So let's listen to what it says in 1 Samuel chapter 23, verses 1 through 13, and what it has to do with our topic of today. 1 Samuel chapter 23, verses 1 through 13 says, Then they told David, saying, Look, The Philistines are fighting against Keilah, and they are robbing the threshing floors. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, Go and attack the Philistines and save Keilah. But David's men said to him, Look, we are afraid here in Judah. How much more then if we go to Keilah against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of the Lord once again, and the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Keilah, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hand. And David and his men went to Keilah and fought with the, the Philistines, struck them with a mighty blow, and took away their livestock. So David saved the inhabitants of Keilah. Now it happened that Abiathar, the son of Imelech, fled to David at Keilah, that he went down with an ephod in his hand. And Saul was told that David had gone down to Keilah, so Saul said, God has delivered him into my hand, for he has shut himself in by entering a town that has gates and bars. Then Saul called all the people together for war to go down to Keilah to besiege David and his men. When David knew that Saul plotted evil against him, he said to Abiathar the priest, Bring the ephod here. Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has certainly heard that Saul seeks to come to Keilah to destroy the city for my sake. Will the men of Keilah deliver me into his hand? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, He will come down. Then David said, Will the men of Keilah deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will deliver you. So David and his men, about 600, arose and departed from Keilah and went wherever they could go. Then it was told Saul that told Saul that David had escaped from Keilah, so he halted the expedition. So I am going to repeat this one more time. Verses 10 through 13 is the key pa- passage, okay? This is the crux of the matter right here. Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has certainly heard that Saul seeks to come to Keilah to destroy the city for my sake. Now, here's what he does. Listen, he asks, will the men of Keilah deliver me into his hand? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, will the men of Keilah deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? and the Lord said, they will deliver you. So David and his men, about 600, arose and departed from Keilah and went wherever they could go. Then it was told Saul that David had escaped from Keilah, so he halted the expedition. All right, so let me summarize this and and bring it into focus. Okay. So David goes with his mighty men, and he defeats the Philistines in a place called Keilah. And so Saul hears about it, and evidently, Keilah is a place that is, 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 there's only one or so many ways in and out. So he can trap him and kill him there and wipe him and his army out. So that's what Saul intended to do. God, David heard about it, but he went uh, to God and he asked God, are they going to come? He's asking God about a future thing that could or could not happen. And God says, yes, Saul's going to come down. Will they deliver me? Will they, they wipe me out? Yes, God says they will do that. And so David says, yeah, no, we're out of here. Okay. (laughs) So the point is God knew ahead of time, one of the scenarios that would most certainly happen if he did this. And so he lets him know that, but lets David make a free will decision at that point. If he's just going to stay there and try to to battle his way out and almost certainly be killed, or is he going to now have the time to escape and fight on another day, live to fight another day. So that's the scenario that's here. God's revealing his foreknowledge, but he doesn't decide for David what he must do. David has to decide. Okay, so knowing that, then what do you notice here is such a deal breaker and and just destroys the Calvinistic theology in one failed swoop here. There's other inst- instances, but this is one they don't usually bring up or try to resolve. It's because one of the key points of Calvinism is what is called determinism. It means that God already foreknows everything that will happen, and God is sovereign, meaning he has all control and power to do whatever he wants. So those attributes of his demand that God determines, or rather pre-determines, every decision that you and I and anyone and everyone else is going to make and that God already decides what our choices will be for us. We will always choose what God has predetermined for us to choose, according to Calvinism. We don't really have a free will to determine anything. We do, but we just act out whatever God has already designed for us to to happen to us. So Calvinism says you, you can't make those choices, but what God has already decided is really what you're going to choose anyway. So that's the basic tenet here. Okay, so now take that, okay, and compare it with what just what we just read happens here in 1 Samuel chapter 23. David already knew that Saul came to David for it was coming for David at Keilah. David then asked God whether it's true or not and whether the people of Keilah will deliver Saul to him, obviously, uh, deliver him to Saul, obviously to kill him. And God confirms to David by direct word to his ear and mind that it was true that Saul was on his way to take him prisoner. And he will kill David if David stays there. Okay, fine. But why does that have any bearing on the idea of Calvinism now, that God predetermines every decision of every human being? Here's the answer. If God knows what's coming, what's going to happen, and predetermines the choices we make in, in, for us in that instance, then God has to predetermine everyone's choices in all instances of what he knows is coming. But this passage, and it's not the only one, clearly shows us that God knows what's ahead. He knows the choices each person will make and the results and consequences of such, yet he does not force or make that decision for them. And most certainly, God does not choose men to make evil choices for themselves. That would mean that God is evil, and that would mean that he's to blame for our sin and not we ourselves. So in one swoop, David is, without realizing it, <laughs> solves the dilemma as as to Calvinism being biblically correct or not. This is proving that Calvinism's predeterminism, or its determinism, is not biblically accurate. Okay, so in summary, free will is exactly that. It's free. In other words, it's freely exercised. It's a gift from God. It's what he created and wired us with. And even in our depravity and sinful inability to save ourselves, he allows us this ability to decide for him or against him in his salvation without determining that for us. When a person chooses for Jesus and the gospel, then God in his grace grants salvation to that person. He makes that final choice that saves the person. And he is faithful to do so, to grant that forgiveness, because it's in keeping with who he is and what he promised to those who will repent and put their faith in Christ. That is why we are, as Paul said in Romans 1.20, we are without excuse. Look, if a person then, therefore, if a person ends up in, in eternity in hell, it's because of his own choice not to believe in Jesus. He alone bears the consequences of his choice to reject God's free gift. It is not God's fault for having put him there, just made that, deciding for him to be there. God doesn't make or send anyone to hell. Each person that ends up there ends up there because of their own rejection of the free gift of salvation in Jesus by faith. Now, who'd have thought David's experience there as recorded in 1 Samuel 23 would show us today how God balances his sovereignty and man's free will that he's given mankind. Well, we're going to leave it right there. Don't forget to click to like or click to follow the podcast, comment, or even share it with others. And follow Jesus, because when you do, you'll always follow the truth.